0: Hello, and welcome to the Belmont Story Project. I'm Nancy McMenemy-McComb, and today is August 28, 2019. I'm speaking with Ottavio Forte, who is a longtime Belmont resident, and an aerospace engineer who worked on the Apollo mission. Thank you very much for coming in.
1: It's my pleasure to be here, Nancy.
0: So I understand that you started working for MIT back in
1: 1963. Uh, yes, that's, yeah. uh, that was my first job as an engineer. Uh, I went to the City College of New York, and uh, upon graduation, I was uh, uh, interviewed by MIT on campus.
0: Okay, so they came recruiting they for came t- recruiting, talented
1: yes, yes engineers. And so I came. That was my uh, I had several interviews, and only MIT offered me a job hmm. uh, to work on the Apollo uh, Apollo uh, project, and that's what took me to Boston. And I never moved away from Boston. I was uh, at MIT essentially uh, for about twenty-two years, uh, working on guidance systems essentially. Yes. Oh, okay.
0: When you started at MIT, um, I, w- I would imagine aerospace engineer was that something of a new field at the time?
1: Uh, not really, no? I was essentially I was an electrical engineer, not aerospace engineer to be specific. To be, okay. Yes, I did design circuits uh, during uh, the Apollo program, but uh, I designed even more circuits later on for the uh, for the Navy programs. And my circuits, I think they're still patrolling the oceans in submarines, in nuclear submarines. I think they are, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, uh, I designed a special interface uh, between the guidance system and the missile autopilot, uh, which was digital for the first time. Mm-hmm. Until at uh, that time, they had analog signals uh, that uh, gave the uh, gimbal angles to the autopilot in analog fashion, in sine and cosine and I was the first one to digitize them and send them to to autopilot in a digital form. Oh, so. It was uh, was really pioneer, it was unusual at uh, that time. was.
0: Wow, okay. To, to go back to the Apollo mission, when you were hired by MIT, um, were you working, you were an electronic engineer, and what did they sort of have you doing um, for that particular project?
1: Uh, I was in a, uh, in a group, called I think Human Factors, and uh, we did, uh, we collected data, we did instrumentation to collect data uh, with X-15, with, uh, you know, space data. Uh, we also, I'm sorry, uh, so worked, when you
0: say space data, what
1: do you mean? Uh, um, we send airplanes to pick up the horizon data up in, in outer space, okay? And we uh, also uh, work on a uh, simulator mm-hmm. where the astronauts would come there and use the simulator. For was what was mid course correction. Now, when the space uh, uh, craft is going to the moon, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you have to steer. Make sure you don't miss it when you get closer. Mm-hmm. And this is where the simulator, where the uh, we had a, a hemisphere with stars and okay, and the uh, the astronauts. We had actual astronauts there. Mm-hmm. They would come there and superimpose the uh, stars with uh, with landmarks on a map. And they would push a very simplistic joystick mm-hmm. and mark, see if they could uh, uh, superimpose the mar- the uh, the star mm-hmm. with the with the landmark, and so for for steering the okay. for steering the the ship. Right. So when okay. you say
0: they were go, they were in a, um, a simulator. It was sort of a, like a you know a simulated it's, capsule a basically ca- yeah, that they were in yes, to try yes, to have yes, the, yeah. the cockpit that they yeah. were really going to have and so
1: whatnot. We had really astronauts there, two uh, early astronauts. I don't remember their names. AMCR. Uh, to uh, work with us and uh, practice with a joystick a simple oh. joystick, just XY direction. Yeah, yeah.
0: yep <laughs> neat. And um, I was wondering about that time that you spent at MIT working on that. What was the atmosphere like? was it was it very high pressure or was it was it fun or was it? Oh uh, you know, no it was
1: a very low pressure it was really it was much more academic than uh, okay. w- today would uh, be the Zip laboratory. Uh, we was a lot of freedom. There. We had a lot of vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we, had, we had academic vacation. We were really a- academic. Uh, although you went we with the, the academic, we, year? Yeah, we okay. academic year. Yeah, with academic year. We had lots of vacation. Okay. Not anymore. now the, the laboratory I think is more like an, an industrial laboratory. Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: Right. So this so where you were working was like the precursor to Draper Lab. What is dra- today yes. Draper yes. Labs? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And um, was it interesting?
1: Oh, you yes, of course. I was a young engineer, and uh, there was how, a lot of new things to me. I was 23 years old.
0: Yeah. And um, how, did you, well, how did you know you wanted to get into that kind of work?
1: Uh, I really didn't. I, uh, I knew that I was interviewed, uh, uh, when I came to New York, I was interviewed by three groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the interview, the personnel officer said, which of the three jobs do you like? Mm-hmm. And he said, I want this one.
0: Yes.
1: And it was the Apollo.
0: Right, and so Kennedy had made his speech by then? Like, did Uh, did you sort of know, in big picture, what you were getting involved in? I
1: remember Kennedy, John F. Kennedy. I remember when I came to Boston, uh, I was walking on Boston Street, and there was uh, John Kennedy uh, in the street there, so he was a very tall uh, man, okay, and I just happened And then two months later, uh, he died. Two months later, Mm -hmm. I was at the table and I still remember the the exact time when somebody announced, uh, you know. Uh, President Kennedy got shot. So this was all within a couple of months of, uh, and I was, I was in the laboratory at that time. At I that time, working on this. Have an image of what happened. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. So were you inspired by his call, or you know, I guess what I was trying to ask is, when you were working on on this project, you know, you understood that that the goal was to go to the moon, and and you had all that context and information. Yeah. Well, that
1: was a uh, that was a really military mission because uh, because of the Sputnik a few years before uh, mm-hmm. we were afraid that the the Soviet Union might overtake us in defense using uh, space probes, or right. space equipment. Okay, mm-hmm. and so uh, it was really a military uh, build-up, okay. uh, not like now. Now we go to Mars for the different different reason, yes. more scientific and exploratory reason. Yeah. but that time go to the moon was to build up the. Uh, uh, defense uh, system such right. that yeah we, uh, we would uh, compete with the uh, uh, with the space uh, defense programs. Yes,
0: right. People were very worried about yeah. what the Soviet Union might do and getting an advantage in space yes. and, and, and all of that. Sure yeah. enough,
1: we did uh, we did what we got uh, before ten years. Yeah. So we arrived at the moon in '69.
0: Was quite the feat. Yeah. So you worked there. Uh, the work that you did really fed Apollo 8 as well as Apollo uh, 11. Well, is that these,
1: right? Ours was the initial design. Okay. You know, in the so, early 60s was the initial design. And so the, course, the
0: design of the cockpit or the design? The, uh, yes. We, and the uh, systems we, of navigation? Is uh, that All the
1: navigation, all the electronics. And okay. also we made, uh, remember making uh, mock-ups. Some people made mock-ups mm-hmm. of the lunar surface. Uh, one thing okay. I remember, oh. Nancy, is that, uh, you know, during the day, I was in these... Uh, space capsules very innovative you know imaginative space capsule yeah and at night i had a black and white tv and was i was watching science fiction of people out of space i yeah. said look <laughs> i said today i was doing exactly that right, and now right. i have these uh these science fiction movies of right. people out of space I mean, right. this is real
0: yeah, I think it kind of permeated the culture, the whole the yes, whole thing, yes, really. Yes. Yeah, but
1: there were movies by that time yeah. of, uh, of of space uh, right. space navigation. Right, right, right. But I was there, real man doing the day, doing yeah. exactly that, doing the real thing, right? <laughs> real so. thing.
0: Must have been exciting. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. it was exciting. Yeah. I, it was, uh, right. I was really at the edge of of uh, of, uh, of exploration. Yes.
0: What was that like then, being at the being at the cutting edge?
1: Well, I thought I had a perfect job. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. my curiosity and innovative uh, mind, I did have an innovative mind. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, I can imagine. So you came. You um, backing up even further. You came from Italy as a teenager. Uh, yes,
1: I came to Italy. Uh, I, uh, I had the seventh grade uh, uh, education in Italy. Seventh grade. And seventh grade, and they uh, skipped the eighth grade. Uh, it was equivalent. Mm-hmm. And so I went right into high school. Okay. And that was not easy because uh, not so much the language, although I had one year of English in Italy. Uh, it's the culture. Uh, I uh, remember this very well, that uh, this was after the Second World War, and I was born before the war. Mm-hmm. And so I was more mature as a child, okay. as a teenager, than the uh, the boys and girls of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. who did not go through, uh, through a war. So I really felt more mature, and mm-hmm. even in schools, I felt more mature. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really associate too much with the... Uh, with the American kids at that time.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you finished high school here in the States. Yes, I Is finished
1: right? uh, finished high school in Brooklyn. Four years of high school, and then I was admitted uh, to the City College in the evening, and I had to matriculate uh, to uh, to be. Uh, I had to pay some small fees for the okay. for the courses, but after one year I matriculated. And I was just like everybody else.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, right, as you were mentioning earlier, it was, it was almost free in those days, the yes, CCNY? Also, yes, You
1: just have to pay like $10 to keep your uh, application in, in file. That's all you have to do. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: that's really amazing. Yeah. And so, so you finished up there, and then, and then you went yes. off to, yeah. after you were rec- recruited by yeah. MIT. I know that you did work that pertained to Apollo 8 and Apollo 11. And I know Apollo 11 obviously received a ton of coverage worldwide. Did Apollo 8 receive the same level of attention?
1: Uh, um, yes, in the sense that these, the first time they got close to the moon, they did not land, of course. They mm. just exploded around the moon and just figured out what the, yep. uh, the conditions were like, what the atmosphere was like, see if we can, uh, next flight, you could, could land in there. Yep. The most important thing that they did, from our point of view, is that they sent us pictures. Uh, the blue marble. Mm -hmm. and there were songs after that with the blue marble
0: songs yeah
1: songs about the blue marble and there was was earth yeah it was it was it was i think it's that there's some classical pictures of the earth taken from apollo 8 i think that was probably the most important thing not so much reach to the moon but Mm -hmm. get a picture of of uh, of mother earth yes from from outside right yeah
0: it was yes pretty beautiful now we can do this
1: with satellites and Mm -hmm. other probes and Mm -hmm. so on but at that time we didn't we couldn't do that. We, we had no satellites. Right, okay. right, right.
0: So that was kind of the key thing. So then yeah. Apollo Eleven comes, you, and I know you you watched some of the coverage at least. Uh, uh, yeah, of
1: course I watched. At that time I was off of the program. I was working okay. on, uh, on other uh, the guidance systems for the Navy for the Navy programs. And uh, but I did watch it on television. I remember yeah. I had a color TV. I, at that time, color TVs were very expensive. Yeah, well, maybe a thousand dollars. Yeah. And I had a color TV that uh, my boss gave me, because uh, it broke and he couldn't fix it, and he was spending too much time, too much time at home fixing it. Yep. And I said, "Octavio, do you want this television?" I said, "Sure." It was a big console, it was yeah, right. very big, and Not a flat it would, uh, would get very hot. And you could you could cook a pizza on top of a, yeah. a on top of television those days. It was all vacuum tubes. Yep. And, of course, I know enough electronics that I, I, could, uh, I could fix it. Oh, okay. You know, I read the schematics and know the theory yep. of television, and I did fix it. And so I did watch uh, the moon landing on color TV. Right, nice. Yeah.
0: And so since you were kind of an insider to the whole thing, you know, what went, what went through your mind as you watched these men land well, on, on uh, the surface
1: it, of the moon? Well, uh, uh, since I worked in the program, it was not so much uh, a novelty for me because mm. I, I knew all about it. But the thing that came to my mind: see, Will they be able to take off after I
0: mean, they had landed? After
1: after landing, because yeah. that was the little uh, proof of the pudding. Uh, landing is one thing, and taking off is, is, is uh, something else. Yeah. And if it does not take off, but God, God help us! Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so that's a, the thing that came to my to my mind. Right, and yeah. Of course, I watched it very attentively yeah. as a, as a feat of uh, uh, of, uh, of science. Mm-hmm. Okay, we wanted to go to the moon. We went to the moon. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we can do anything we want now, because uh, with the microelectronics, we can uh, fit more uh, control systems in, uh, in more miniature uh, space, and so we can do much more, but we can pretty much do what, whatever we want.
0: Yeah, yes, you mean inc- today? Today.
1: Today, yeah. We've Including, got... uh, you know, uh, if we work at it, uh, uh, curing some uh, some diseases, yeah. uh, I mean, we can. if we put our mind to it, we can do it. You
0: feel like we can do yes, it? Yes, okay. we can do it. Yeah.
1: it. That includes cancer and other uh, uh, no, difficult, uh, difficult diseases, yes.
0: Yeah. So for you, what do you think the significance was of that, of landing a man on the moon?
1: Well, I remember when the, uh, the men came back, they, uh, they brought back some, uh, some rocks. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, at the Dipper laboratory, uh, they brought one of those rocks, and we were told, hey, look, we have, a, we have a moon rock to look at. Mm-hmm. And the moon rock was probably uh, was about the size of a walnut. Mm-hmm. It looked like a piece of charcoal. And so there was a long line of engineers, you know, yeah. ready to was on the spotlight. And, and we passed by, we couldn't stay too long because everybody wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the rock, he said, All the work for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that was the first reaction uh, yeah. of, of looking at the moon rock. But I do remember that, uh, <laughs> that event.
0: Do you have any hopes for the future of space exploration, things that you'd like to see us do? Uh,
1: I think, I think we, 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 we can't go any farther out, we, uh, we can't explore any more of the, uh, of the uh, uh, solar system, we, uh, to even go to we, Mars, we, and I don't see why we go to Mars, it's very difficult. Difficult because of the distance yeah. and the energy required to get there and then coming back is not yeah. easy. Yeah. So we are pretty much limited by the uh, by the uh, distances mm-hmm. and the speed with which we can uh, go places. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cannot get outside the solar system for sure, or even to Mars is a is a challenge. challenge, right? And so for that reason, uh, if there are uh, if there are other uh, other planets out there in other solar systems planets like Earth, where there could be uh, uh, people like us, mm-hmm. they. but the same token, they cannot come to us because yeah. it's too far away. And they are the basic laws of sciences, of science, they also work in the universal. So if we cannot go to them, they cannot come to us for mm-hmm. the same reason. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I do not believe in, uh, in uh, extraterrestrial uh, beings being on Earth. <laughs> yes, yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> no such a thing.
0: Right, right, right. Um, because it's
1: impossible for them to come here, just as impossible for us to go elsewhere. Right. And that's the way God wanted it.
0: All right. if we can change topics a little bit. Um, sure. I just am curious, how long have you lived in Belmont?
1: I live in Belmont, uh, I'll be, it is my 49th year, yes. 49. In the same house, yes. Oh,
0: yeah, great. Yeah. And, um, and
1: I came here with a young wife, and uh, we had two children, they were born uh-huh. here. They went to the Belmont school systems, uh-huh. and now they... Uh, everybody is out of the house, and I live alone in on the same place where I, I, where I, I started the, the family. Yeah,
0: yes. gotcha. Do your kids live nearby? or
1: they,
0: huh? uh, Have your kids uh, gone far, or are they nearby? Uh, no.
1: Uh, when, uh, okay. My daughter lives in uh, uh, Beverly, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and my son lives nearby in, uh, in Back Bay. Yeah. Yeah. He has a condo in Back Bay.
0: Okay. How has Belmont changed over the years that you've been here?
1: Well, I remember when I came over, we had uh, two newspapers. We had the Citizens and we had the Herald. Mm -hmm. And now we have uh, uh, Citizens Herald, which uh, I'm sure has difficulties in in adjusting to uh, modern communication and and journalism. So uh, uh, because of technology, everything is very dynamic. Everything changes. Uh, Mm -hmm. All the jobs, all the professions, uh, journalists, you name it. Mm -hmm. A lot of changes. Uh, Communication is... uh, with the speed of light, you know, we know what's happening in the rest of the world. It, yeah, so not seconds. just Belmont, but everywhere. Not just Belmont, yes. Yeah. So uh, uh, it has affected Belmont, too, yes. Uh, yeah. Now we have the uh, Belmont Media Center, mm-hmm. which uh, sends, uh, um, we have a local programming, mm-hmm. and I'm a director of, uh, of the Belmont Media Center. Right. And so we try to uh, reach the uh, locals with the local uh, uh, local news and uh and we try to improve that too.
0: Are there any changes that you would like to see happen in Belmont?
1: In Belmont? Uh, not really. Right now, I'm because I'm retired and mm-hmm. my, I, I don't have growing children, mm-hmm. I really try to, I try to take a, backseat to, to what's going on in Belmont they'll let mm-hmm. the younger generations uh, bring it forward but uh, okay. I really have no uh, no complaints of, uh, of uh, I don't miss anything in Belmont okay I pay my taxes on time uh, always and yep. uh, so I have no uh, no pleasure to do anything okay. uh, a lot of people at my age they move out of Belmont because of taxes you know they're yep. not uh, they' not have children in school in, in, the, in the schools mm. anymore, you know, I put out the garbage maybe once a month. I don't produce that much garbage, so I'm not uh, a big consumer mm-hmm. of the Belma things. But mm-hmm. uh, nevertheless, I'm very happy being here. Yeah. I know everybody, or not everybody, but I know a lot of people, so I feel comfortable. Yeah. And I have no need to move anywhere, even though my house now is, it's kind of big. Yeah. But I stay busy around the house. I have sculptures in my garden, yeah, lots of asking. them. I have I have honeybees, so I I stay busy in, right, in my own. Right in my own cocoon yes yeah
0: so now since you bring up the sculpting and the beekeeping um, i know you were interviewed uh, by the citizen herald or wicked local about the your art yeah. um have you ever been interviewed about the beekeeping at all or uh
1: yes there was uh a what's going on uh, uh jen jen knight what's her name jen knight i, th- I believe her name mm-hmm. is uh, she interviewed me and we had the half of show on about beekeeping, uh, on what's going on. Program that she okay. that she has. Uh, I also made wow. a couple of videos. Uh, uh, one is on uh, Belmont uh, um, server. You can you can anybody can watch it. It's um, called Belmont, Beekeep, Bel- beekeeping in Belmont. Oh,
0: okay, is that with the Belmont Media Center? Belmont
1: Media Center. Yeah, you you okay. uh, you tune in Belmont Media Center. Actually, you can uh, search it you on know, Google. You search on Google uh, uh, beekeeping in Belmont and it comes out. And you come
0: up, okay. It comes out.
1: I have other videos there too. I also have a video on uh, winemaking. Uh, it's called, uh, what's it called? It's called uh, Wine and Moonshine Made Easy. <laughs> so if you uh, search on Google the Wine and Moonshine Made Easy, okay. you can watch one hour how to make wine and moonshine.
0: Okay, now yeah. going to, I guess let's start with the winemaking. How did you get involved in winemaking and moonshine making?
1: Well, Italians. We, I drink wine. Italians always mm-hmm. drink wine. It is, it's it's a part of my culture to used to make wine for, with my father when I was a youngster, mm-hmm. and so uh, and we like uh, good wines, and so it's uh, it's it's normal for Italians to make their own wine. And so okay. I've been doing wine all along. And since do you do it at
0: your born. house, or
1: uh, yes, in the out? old days we used to buy grapes to make wine. You mean but back in Italy? Back in Italy, also in the United States. Okay. Yes, yeah, so the. Uh, uh, the, gra- the good grapes come from California, so now California sends uh, a must. Must is uh, must is M-E-U-S-T. U S D. That's uh, that's unfermented uh, grape juice, and you uh, you you buy a bucket of uh, six gallons out of the uh, 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 the market in uh, Charlestown, whatever, in September October, for about sixty dollars or so, and it's a six gallon bucket of of must. You bring it home, you remove the valve there, and you live in the kitchen, and that ferments into wine, and that's all you do. Oh,
0: okay. Do you pick sort of which? You pick your grape, uh, there basically, are many grape. so you know, There are many yeah.
1: options of uh, many uh, kinds of uh, wine you can buy. Either, uh, white uh, white must or red must, and there are lots of, lots lots of labels choices. you can buy for oh, about okay. $60 or so. Yeah. How, and you get six gallons of wine for $60. That's $10 that's, a gallon. That's pretty good. And you don't uh, <laughs> buy the bottles. You don't uh, buy the labels mm-hmm. you don't buy the corks uh, you don't pay alcohol taxes either because it's not right, alcohol yet right. and you have pure wine and there's nothing better than that does it taste good it tastes excellent yes oh, yes okay. uh right. you know uh homemade wine tastes a little bit it tastes more fruity mm-hmm. because uh uh it's not specialized of course mm-hmm. and uh, uh bought wines are specialized and the uh uh, the taste is controlled from year to year, mm-hmm. from bottle to bottle. Mm-hmm. So you have a guaranteed taste of the wine because it's, uh, there's a lot of fixing, there's a lot of chemistry goes on there. Okay. There's a lot of uh, adulteration, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so, and the, uh, the homemade wine lasts a couple of years because you don't add any sulfites mm-hmm. and some people are allergic to sulfites. And so uh, yeah, Nancy, if, that's you come what gave you bottle, if you come to my house, I'll let okay. you taste right. some of my concoctions. <laughs>
0: That sounds good. I've, I've heard it's a sulfites that give you the headache, although I don't know
1: yeah. personally. But, so uh, I drink a glass of wine every night. Yeah. It's part of the uh, Italian uh, diet. Way because. of living,
0: yeah. Um, and so
1: in doing so, uh, uh, I also learned how to, uh, to uh, distill alcohol. And uh, f- the, first, uh, first thing, f- the first time it happened when uh, I had about six gallons of bed wine, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't want to throw it away. Mm-hmm. And so where we we're gonna do this, I knew by definition that if you distill wine, you get, uh, uh, you get brandy. Mm. So I looked it up, uh, how to do it, and I looked up in many uh, Italian websites and uh, how to distill wine. And uh, sure enough, I did it, and I got uh, a delicious um, <laughs> brandy. Oh, <okay. laughs> and now I have a label. I have a label of brandy uh, distilled by me, and uh, I have yeah. lots of labels, and I made all the liqueurs.
0: Yeah
1: okay so i distill what happens when you when you squeeze the grapes uh the grapes are still kind of sweet and there's still alcohol there mm-hmm. uh you you uh, you take the the pomace or the the skins mm-hmm. and you let it ferment a little bit longer maybe another you know, couple of weeks and then you put them you put that in a in uh marie mm-hmm. bagno maria in italian mm-hmm. and uh, you uh, you essentially they float in in water you boil the water you, in, in, uh, in, uh, in in a in a in a pot, the big pot which I have, and you and the the vapors come out, and the vapors is alcohol, and you condense that, and that's uh, that's alcohol, and that's glapa actually by definition. Ah, uh, okay. They say me, glapa. Oh, okay. So if you watch my video, uh, wine and moonshine Made Easy, yeah, it's all in there.
0: All right. Well, thank you. I'll have to watch that. That sounds interesting. <laughs> um, and. Uh, so I'm wondering about your beekeeping, how did you get involved in doing that?
1: It was around about 30 years ago, there was a swarm in, in some of my bushes, uh, and, uh, and that brought back some memories, some memories uh, when I was a child, when my father tried to uh, be a beekeeper and uh, not uh, very successful. Mm. But so I had this swarm and I, I wanted to collect it and I made a couple of telephone calls and, and they gave me some box temporarily. Mm-hmm. That particular swarm died, but before I knew, I was a member of the, uh, the of the uh, Middlesex County Beekeepers Association, mm-hmm. and I've been an active member uh, since then, since for about thirty years. And now I have uh, four beehives, and sometimes four, sometimes three. I want to have only one beehive, or maybe two beehives. Mm-hmm. You can't have one beehive. That's that's Too not few. enough because bees. Beehives, they die and other things happen, okay. and so you need more than one, maybe minimum two. Yep. Uh, I don't want any more than four because it's a lot of work and uh, the garden is small and it's uh, uh, those boxes are getting heavier with age. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, my yeah. Age. Yep. Yep. And so, but uh, this year was a good year. I made uh, I made good honey and my honey is available out of my house. Uh, okay. I do have a, I do have an email list, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, people know when the one is ready, okay. and they come to my kitchen, and we have a glass of wine, and uh, they buy the honey, I and then I see them next year. <laughs> that sounds like
0: a sweet event. <laughs> That's great. Sweet. And what do you what do you love about beekeeping?
1: It's uh, it keeps me busy. Uh, mm-hmm. It keeps me challenging. Uh, it's very challenging uh, hobby. It's very expensive hobby too. Ah, okay. uh, this year I spent uh, over five hundred dollars mm-hmm. of bees alone. So okay. the bees do die yeah, and uh, it's a, that's a difficult job to, mm. uh, to make them live from year to year. And uh, and so there's always something to do. I uh, uh, build my own boxes, my own equipment, mm-hmm. as much as I can. I buy very little.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I made my own honey extractor, for example. And that equipment is, uh, is homemade and, uh, and I, I, uh, I take pride in doing that. Yeah. And uh, this uh, last fall I gave a course in beekeeping uh, eight-week uh, course uh, yep. out of the uh, Newton North High School, and I had 15 students and they were very happy with my, my course. Okay. Uh, it was a brand new course. I had to prepare all the the view graphs, uh, eight courses, mm-hmm. for eight, eight weeks, and I loved that and yeah. I'm probably going to do it again this year.
0: Yeah. wow you're a man of very diverse interests a teacher <laughs> yes, an engineer yeah, yes, a beekeeper yeah. and
1: yes. uh, I, yeah right. I try and to a, stay busy yeah. you
0: like to stay busy yeah and I understand you're a sculptor are you working on anything right now uh no
1: this uh, yes working? I uh, the latest sculpture I made is uh, is a clock mm-hmm. which is now on, uh, on the top of my garage uh, and that's uh, that's brand new. another sculpture another sculpture modified it's a big bird mm-hmm. I put a base to it so now it can can, uh, can be located uh, uh, in, the, in a better place in the garden
0: okay so you keep uh, everything you, you out in your garden.
1: please if, come if, there and, if
0: people want to look yeah and come
1: there and look and I'll, I'll give you a guided tour okay uh, all right.
0: right sounds great yeah all right well i said i wouldn't ask you any difficult questions but um do you have any words of wisdom for the next generation or anything um anything you, else you'd like to add at this point uh,
1: i think uh i worked very hard one of the reason work hard because uh uh, when I came from Italy, it, uh, immigration does affect the, the, one's personality. Mm. All of us. And, yeah. Uh, how so, how and so? Looking back, I am very happy with uh, what things I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, things I've accomplished because of my tenacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, never give up. Uh, work hard, and uh, and and that's about it. So I work very hard. I always, always be curious of, on anything. Uh, I always uh, fix almost anything. Yeah. Uh, either electronic, mechanical, you name it I uh, always ask why why did it break and how does it uh, work, how does it assemble together and so uh, I remember in high school I was already repairing television mm-hmm. as a matter of fact in high school I, uh, I was awarded the second second prize at the uh, the science fair in Brooklyn mm-hmm.
0: oh in Brooklyn?
1: And the, yes, yeah. uh, it was a senior high school and there was a science fair in all Brooklyn Brooklyn over 2 million people wow and uh, I got this. I got a second.
0: Uh, Do you remember your project?
1: Uh, oh yes, what I remember was? the project. What yes. was it? The project was uh, was uh, it showed it was a was a mechan- it was uh, uh, was an electronic box, which explained how the vacuum tube works. And the vacuum tube is the forerunner to the transistor. The transistor was invented in 1948. Yeah. But since the early 1900s, uh, the vacuum tube was called the uh, Fleming valve at one time. Uh, was what uh, made uh, uh, television and radio yeah. work.
0: You said Fleming and, uh, valve.
1: Uh, so I think Fleming. that was, that was yeah. the first one. Yes. Oh, okay. All yes. Right. Yes. In uh, okay. yeah. uh, yeah. the 19 early 1900s, 1908 was the vacuum tube. It's uh it was a, it's called thermionic emission, where you have amplification uh, by uh, having the electrons go from a, a, a negative to a positive plate, mm-hmm. and in between you put uh, you put another electrode which can uh, mo- uh, modulate the uh, the number of electrons mm-hmm. that escape from the cathode to the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this may be too difficult too for the novice, but yeah. essentially it. <laughs> People can try to look it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. They right. can look it up. Yeah, so you've, you've had a up, very... Uh, k- look up the meonic emission or vacuum tube and you'll you get the theory behind that. Gotcha. And I, I repaired the televisions when there were all the vacuum tubes, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and I still can repair uh, electronic equipment. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's more difficult, of course, because everything is in, located in one chip. Yeah. But I can still look into it and see what, uh, what can go on outside it. the chip. Huh. Yeah.
0: Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. We've been a very cu- had a very uh, curious and interesting life, it yes. sounds like. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, again, it was very nice to meet you, and thank you so much for coming in to speak well, um, to the Belmont Story Project. It's my
1: pleasure to uh, be interviewed by you, Nancy.
0: Thank you.